I'm just sitting here just allowing myself to bask in the reality of you as family and, and what God has done for us at Valley Community Church. Um, Richard, I, I forgot to give this. Would you mind taking that uh, and my offering? And if you could place that in the box when you get time. I, I just want to say thank you. And as we're doing that, if you could watch the sound a little bit. It's a little ringing in my ear here. Um, what a joy it is to be part of a team of people that preach the gospel to the world. And I'm going to be concluding the series today. I call it Fourth of July, but I'm concluding the series that I've been teaching you in the last couple months. We're going to talk about a heavenly lifestyle. We're going to talk about letting freedom ring in our lives, allowing us to be a people that we have absolute heavenly purpose in everything that we do, everything that you face. Some of you have come in here and you are facing great tribulation and you're in a season where there's great difficulty happening in your life and right now you don't see the answer. I'm going to show you how to handle that. But I'm also going to tell you that I love you and I understand because I've been there. I've been in those places where I did not understand. I would stand up and preach on Sunday and on Monday I didn't understand why these things were taking place. And I would ask God. I would at times not really plead with God, but yeah, I did. I would plead with God to show me what I need to do. And through those experiences and through the times of study, I want to conclude the series by teaching you the answer that I got and what I do on a daily basis in my life so that I can handle the seasons of greatness, the seasons of prosperity, and the seasons where there's great battle going on. Seasons where my mind was, was crying out to me things that were opposite of God. And I was wondering why, because I study the word. I'm, I read the word. I pray. I do all these things. I do all the right things. And why is this taking place in my life? Fourth of July, many people celebrate because their son or their daughter came home. Some celebrate their nation, but their, daughter or their, their daughter or son did not come home. And so there's, there's a dichotomy of emotions and feelings. There are people that don't, don't understand this nation. There are people that look at the negativity of the nation and... and and they're frustrated, and they're wondering why this nation is the way it is. Well, I promise you that God is a nation creator, and God created this nation for a purpose. And in this, this last teaching of this series, we're going to begin to gather that purpose for this nation but in essence, a nation can't be a nation without people. And you are the people that God has called to do a mighty work for his kingdom. So let me remind you that God's plans for you are bigger than you think. However big you think, God's plans are bigger. 
Can you imagine our founders of this nation? How they thought, their heart, and how this nation began. The struggles, the wrong thinking, the right thinking, the godly thinking and the thinking that wasn't godly. That in the times that this nation has allowed the Holy Spirit to correct themselves when there were wrongs. But I will tell you, as I study history, this nation is the greatest nation in the world. And this nation has done more things for this world in the kingdom of God than any other nation. It was bigger than they thought. And I want to say to you, your life, your call, your purpose in your life is bigger than you think. But also I want to remind you in this series, there is an enemy that wants to bring to you everything that is opposite of the plan of God or the kingdom of God. There is a thought process, the spirit and the soul. And in many instances, if the soul is not renewed, your soul will cry out in negativity, in thoughts, and you will look at the wrongs. And I heard an old saying that uh, if you look for something wrong, you will find it. But you have to work hard for the right. And in this nation, we have worked hard. Godly people have worked hard. I can remember uh, in the readings of history is how MacArthur at the end of World War II cried out for missionaries to come to the Philippines and Japan. And again, I've said this to you before. Many of you know this and many of you don't, especially online. But Pastor Dan's wife, Reverend Keiko, her father was one of those missionaries and started a missions work that has ministered and led thousands of people to the Lord. Was it a huge ministry? No, but it was huge in God's eyes because he followed the obedience. Keiko was that, that daughter that supported, that was there. And in, in today, her son is in ministry in Japan. And soon, her other son will be going to Japan. But we're going to tie Keiko up, and she's not going to Japan. Because <laughs> we love her, and we'd miss her. But because Jesus has won the victory, this is the way we need to begin to think. Is we've learned that the work was finished, and it was complete. And because it was finished and complete, and now you are in Christ, seated in heavenly places you win too. You are a victorious person. And a lot of Christians, it really kind of, uh, not frustrates me, but it's kind of like, I question it. Why aren't Christians walking around victorious? I'm not talking about prideful. I'm talking about really rejoicing that they're victorious. And I will tell you is because they don't, look at things in the spirit realm, in the real truth, they're looking at what hasn't happened. So what we have learned about the kingdom realities in this series is that you have a realm of influence and authority. This is physical and spiritual. We just received communion, physical 
and spiritual. Your cars, your home, your family, your marriage, your career, your ministry, this is the realm of influence, where you are at, where God placed you. Sometimes God placed me places I didn't want to be. You ever been there? Have you been in situations in life that you didn't want to be? I want to tell you that God is in control. And if we understand kingdom realities, and we understand that the work is finished and complete, when you're in the midst of your battle, that, that it's been completed. And you have victory, and you must see it as God said it and what he did. Remember the song we sing? And realize that you will be taken through that, and you will get to the other side. We're going to find out how you do that. God planned a nation where freedom rings. The whole world is receiving Jesus Christ because men of God, women of God, founded this nation, and we began to grow as a nation, and in that, we began to share the freedom that only the kingdom of God brings. We began to share Christ. That's why the enemy is attacking uh, God in schools, attacking God in everywhere, trying to remove the church, trying to shut down the church. And I didn't say the enemy was our government. I'm saying the enemy, because everything begins in the spiritual, either spiritual with God or spiritual with Satan. And we need to recognize that as the kingdom of God. You that are sitting on your couch, and you are wondering all of this that you've been learning from what we've been teaching here at Valley, I want you to understand that you have a choice to make, and that choice is to grab a hold of the truth of the kingdom, or as I'm saying, kingdom realities, and you're going to be able to live a life that is so powerful even in the midst of times of trouble. The United States has touched the world for Jesus and will continue. Matter of fact, the United States is so good that people are running to come to this nation. So people, ministers from other nations now are coming to the United States and starting churches to pastor their people from their nation in the United States because this is the greatest nation in the world. God charges you. Amen. Go ahead. See, God charges you and me to keep these things in a physical way and a spiritual way. Jesus won that freedom for you. That's why Paul likens Jesus to the second Adam. Remember reading that in Scripture? He likens Jesus to the second Adam, what the first Adam lost through disobedience, the second Adam, Jesus, won back through obedience. It's Jesus the Christ. So complete is the finished work of the cross, he said to the disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Now I give it to you. So go and just buy five houses and drive three cars. And No, that's not what he says. He says, go and make disciples. Your passion is people. Your passion, we, I love the nation I was born in. I love the United States of America. And I don't like it when people talk negative. We're not perfect. You know why? Because people live here. 
But the reality is, is we have to get to that place that we understand that God has set it up in the kingdom, the kingdom realities, is that everything that we do, every, every prosperity aspect of life that we have, it's to help us touch the lives of people. You have earthquakes, tsunamis, all kinds of things all over the world. Who's the first nation to give money and help? Who flies there? Our military. Who goes there? People from all over our country to touch the lives of people. They don't know them. They don't know them when they leave and come back home. It's because this nation was founded on the principles of the kingdom of God. On the principles of the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God reigns wherever you go. And it's our job to enforce the realm of the kingdom of God as an inheritance. Everything that you are, that I am, God charges us to reign in that reality. What is reigning in the reality? Walking around like a prideful person. No, walking around, seeing the needs of people, touching people for Jesus Christ, teaching them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Valley Community, we've gone all over the world to touch lives. We have missionaries all over the world today. We support all over the world today. We teach leaders all over the world today. We teach people here to go in El Monte to go to Baldwin Park, to go to Arcadia, to go all over our world, our realm, to touch people and to disciple them, to open up our homes to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to start Bible studies. You don't need my permission, start them. Just make sure you're teaching the gospel. So the question is, is what is God's intentions? What is God's intention for founding this nation? What is God's intention for bringing you freedom through the work and the complete work of the cross? The treasures of heaven. Bottom line, that's what it is. Adam, the, the, the first Adam, lost that. Jesus won it back. That you would receive the treasures of heaven. And the treasures of heaven, most of our minds go right to money. That's part of it. Part of it. Next week, we begin a new series called the Ten Decrees of the Kingdom. And it is going to show you even a greater realm of every aspect of your life. But we must understand that everything of heaven is within your reach. Let me read out of Psalm 115. I'm going to read a few scriptures here, and then we're going to dive into the how. Psalm 115, verse 16 says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. 2 Chronicles chapter 4, 7, verse 14. Listen to what it says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. A heavenly lifestyle. 
But family, do not miss the very first word of that scripture, if. Let me tell you what the if is, what we have to do so we don't have the if. Ezekiel 22, this is kind of harsh. Verse 30. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. After reading that, it's kind of, you get somber, don't you? But we can do this thing. Hell has its fury. Hell has come in and has tried its best to destroy the church using COVID and many other things. And we need to understand that we can do this thing in the spirit, loving people and having a passion for people. It's not dependent on your strength either, but the completed work of Christ and understanding that and beginning to live that lifestyle so that a heavenly lifestyle, kingdom realities can manifest. So listen very closely. You and I don't fight for victory. Let me say it again. You don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Victory has already been won, completed. And we fight from victory. When MacArthur asked for the missionaries to come, what did he do? The very first thing they said, he said, we must preach the gospel. A guy who led men to kill other men. A guy who was ordered uh, to do things that you and I uh, maybe some of us would not have that call or anointing to be able to do. He did that. Right after that, he turned right around and did what he did. And because of that, many, 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 many nations have found Jesus Christ. But the enemy wanted to destroy the things of God, but he lost. So we've come out of covid We've already had victory. We've come out of, out of COVID, so what do we need to do? We need to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to put, as the old saying, we need to put our money where our mouth is. Because your money is probably one of the most important things to people. And the reality is we do that so that we can win people to Jesus Christ. Why? Because in kingdom reality, it's about others. It's about you and me. It's about family. You see, your platform is being victorious. Second Chronicles 7:14, Jesus is looking for someone to stand in the gap between God and his people. God placed all his heavenly treasures at a place where you can get to them if you will obey what God says. If you will take the word of God and you will become that person. And at times when I would be praying and thinking, God, why is this going on? I've, I thought I've done everything right. He says, hey, you have. He says, but I want you to take this experience, this season that you're in, 
and I want you to gird up your loins, and I want you to go after it. I want you to go after it. And it's not trying to get to the other side. It's touching lives for Jesus Christ. When you go to the grocery store, you're not mad at the meat market because there's too much fat in the meat. You ask the meat, the guy doing the meat, does he know Jesus? And you show the love of God. You see, listen to this. God determines the direction. There's never a time that God says, I don't know what to do. You just do whatever you want to do. God determines the direction, but you determine how far you will go in that direction. Where you're at, what you're doing, your job, your career, everything that you are, your school, the youth group. If you're in the youth group, God determines the direction. What are you going to do when you're in that youth group? If there's someone that you don't know walks in, young person, are you going to go to them and befriend them, not because they're like you or you like the way or they go to the right school or whatever, but it's because they need Jesus Christ. If you're ushering in the foyer, someone walks by, you don't know them, you don't just go. You say, good morning. The Lord loves you. The Bible is very clear that you can have as much of God that you want. How many of you want a lot of God? Amen. You can have as much as you want. Have you ever been at a restaurant where it's all you can eat? And you heard about the restaurants, yeah, I've been to a lot of these places. The food's not really good. And then you go to the place, and they're making sirloin steaks, and they're making all that. And the guy, you see him cooking it right there, and you're just salivating. I am right now. You're salivating. <laughs> and you're going, oh, man. You can have as much as you want. God is telling us, in the kingdom of God, you can have as much as you want. How do you lay hold of those treasures? God determines the direction. You determine how far you go. It's clear in the kingdom. So let's talk about three ways we move into that realm in spite of the season you're in. Tribulation or prosperity. First of all, you need to pray in the Spirit. I don't know what that means. Find out. We teach it all the time. We have materials online. You can study that. Pray in the Spirit. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know all that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Uh, you know, people take this so wrong, this verse. Well, you know, all things work together for good. How good is pain? How good is a struggle in your marriage? How good is that? That's not good. Well, all things work together for good must be God's will. That's not what this is saying. We don't know what it's saying. We don't know what that means that it's good. Romans 8.28 is not a standalone scripture. Verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for. I asked that earlier. Do you, have you been there? 
I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray for. God's, what is your will? What do you want me to do? Pray in spirit. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Verse 27, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. It takes intercession for all to work for your good. It doesn't take just patience. It just doesn't take someone reading a chapter in the Word. Patience is good. Reading the Word of God is very important for you. But I want you to understand, it takes intercession for this to take place. God puts you in seasons of intercession. The kingdom of God, God puts you in the seasons of intercession because he wants something to change and he gave you the authority to change it. You have the responsibility. In the kingdom of God, the work is finished and complete, but he gave you the authority to complete it. And there are times that what we must do is not try to figure out what to do, how to do it, what's gonna happen, when's it gonna end. We need to figure out that we need to pray. This is a time to pray. Pray in the spirit. Call out to God and he will answer you. That's what scripture tells us. So God put you there so you will relate with him and intercede. You, you really have to understand that God is not just a creator, but he's a redeemer. God will redeem time. Well, it's taken too long, God. God will redeem time. God will redeem everything in your life. You have made, maybe made some messes when you were young in the Lord, or even before the Lord. It made messes in your life. God is a redeemer. He will redeem those times. The Bible literally tells us in Romans, just as it never happened, that he could bring you to the place where you should have been, even though you were in disobedience, now you're in obedience, he will take you there. And the problem is, is we give up. So we need to pray in the Spirit. The second, we need to learn how to pray with purpose. Praying in the Spirit, not knowing how to pray. Holy Spirit, pray with you, through you. And the second, then, we need to learn how to pray with purpose. In Matthew chapter 11, we're, we're not going to read a lot of Scripture here, but I, let me just talk to you about it. John the Baptist is in prison. You know the story. He's about to get his head chopped off for his confession of Christ. Two disciples come to him in the jail, and they're standing at the bars. And John the Baptist goes to them and says, guys, I want you to go find Jesus. And I want you to ask him, is he really the one? Can you imagine that? He's saying, I'm about to die, so go ask Jesus if he is really the one, or should we look for another one? How many people do you see looking for another plan? When God's plan, he gave you the direction. But, but pastor, it's so hard. He gave you that direction. 
So you need to pray in the Spirit and then learn to pray in with purpose or the Word of God. Let's continue to go with this. Are you following me here? Because I know every one of us have faced this because every one of us are put in seasons of intercession where you just don't know. That's kingdom. So we find in Matthew eleven three 3 that the disciples find Jesus and they said to Jesus, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Let me, just, let me just go back to John the Baptist. What John the Baptist was thinking and saying, this great man, prophet, he's, he's thinking, before I die, I want to know if I just wasted my life. How many people do you know that think that they've wasted their life? I'm telling you, God's got a plan for you and it's greater than you could ever think. I'm telling you that if you walk in kingdom lifestyle, a heavenly lifestyle, you will begin to move into a realm that you've never dreamed to move into because it's greater than you could ever dream. Matter of fact, on Sunday nights, we're learning that God gives us dreams and takes us to the finality of that dream. Jesus says something peculiar to them. Matthew eleven six. watch this. Matthew eleven six 6 says, And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. I learned a long time ago, and hear this correctly, Jesus does not have to meet my expectations. Let me add to that. Jesus does not have to meet my expectations of how he answers my prayers. Ever been offended by God? Don't look at me that way, I have. Have you ever said to God, God, why is this happening to me? I'm doing all that I'm doing. Why is this happening to me? We're offended with God. I told him, I don't like this, God. Why? Why was I offended? Because he didn't do what I asked him to do. Or how he did it, I didn't like it. Scripture talks to us about rejoicing in the midst of tribulation. I'm not happy about it. Are you? Are you happy about tough times? Are you happy about you just paid all your bills and your plumbing just went out? Oh, that's cool, God. Thanks for that. That's great. God didn't do it. But there are times in your life that you're in the midst of intercession and you need to pray in the Spirit and pray with purpose. But if we get offended with God, we lose our purpose. See, this is so important. He still answers my prayer. And have we learned Mark chapter 4 according to his word? 
when the disciples left Jesus, Jesus said this, verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Let me read that again. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Jesus says, no one accidentally is going to heaven. Do you need to believe and confess Jesus Christ as Lord? Nobody accidentally gets close to God. You know, the Hollywood movies is just someone who does nothing, all of a sudden they're close to God. It doesn't happen accidentally. It happens with purpose. It happens that someone says, I am going through a situation in my life. I don't know what to do. I need to get close to my creator. I need to get close to him and find out who he is so that I know how to react. I know how to respond to the tribulation, to the time frame that I'm in. How many people respond wrongly and you spend a week or two weeks trying to fix how you responded in life? A lot of people, you know, are saying, well, you know, just over-emotional. No, you're not. You're emotional. God gave them to you. Those emotions were given for you to draw close to God. You know why I'm excited about this message? Because if you grab a hold of it as truth and you live it out, a heavenly lifestyle, you will win every time. You won't lose once. Nobody accidentally enforces the authority he gave to them. See, your purpose is to enforce the rule of God in your realm of influence, changing the environment. I didn't say change someone else. I can't change Ben. Ben needs to change himself. I can't change Michelle. She needs to change herself. You can't change me. I need to change myself. And, and we, we have to get to that place is in ourselves, we enforce the rules of engagement in the kingdom of God. Okay, let's, we're still building this now. But what brings frustration in your lives is no urgency of purpose regarding the heaven on earth principle. See, when I see things happen that are not heaven, I have a purpose of changing that in the spirit realm, in my prayer. And I begin to pray with purpose. Praying with purpose is praying knowing God's will, even if you don't see the answer yet. <laughs> okay, listen to this very closely. This is wisdom that is flying out of the Holy Spirit. Don't evaluate your effectiveness according to what you can see with your eyes. You pray for someone and they get worse. Has that ever happened to you? You pray for a situation in your life or a job and it gets worse. <laughs> so, God, what's wrong with you? 
I'm doing everything you asked me to do. How come it's not changing? Don't evaluate by what you see. We went through this before. I mean, from Abraham to Joseph, you name it. Years and years of praying and intercession and correctiveness in their lives before what God promised from his word took place. How many people do you know that have given up? They stopped going to church. They get offended with the pastor. They get offended with an elder. They get offended with an usher. So now they got a reason why they don't go to church. Don't evaluate your effectiveness according to what you can see with your eyes. Live a heavenly lifestyle. Revelations 5, verse 8 says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. What in the world does that mean? How many of you have been believing for a long time for something? And you've prayed for it hundreds of times. Here's your answer. Every prayer you have prayed according to that scripture, the word of God, remains before the Father today and become a fragrant aroma to the Father. Have you ever walked in a, a mall and you walk by those candle stores and you're walking by the candle store and you go, Whoa, that smells good. What is that? What is that? See, the Father, imagine with me here. The Father has this bowl that aromas of your prayers are always causing him to pay attention. He has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten that situation. He has not forgotten your child. He's not forgotten your parents. He's not forgotten your friend, your spouse. They're all before the Lord. And he never, ever stops paying attention to them. How many of you, it took you a few weeks or a year or five years to get your act together? And you're praying for someone. And they don't get their act together in a day and you're already done with it and already offended with God and already mad at God, wondering why, why is this happening to me? They remain with God. So let me just say this to you. Praying with purpose, understanding this, every prayer will be answered. So when I look back in my life as a pastor, praying for so many people, every prayer was answered. But what I saw didn't look like it at times. God was there, but he doesn't take someone's heart and squeeze all the mess out of it and then let it go. People still make messes. 
and people still disobey God and people still reject God and still walk in the hurt of rejection of God. So I'm saying to you that, that if you live that heavenly lifestyle, that same principle will work in your home, in your marriage, in your relationships, and your job. You could have the worst boss in the world. But you know God is answering that. And if God needs to remove that person, he will. If God needs to remove you, he will. But let me tell you, when God does something, it's always a blessing when you're obedient to him. I want you to hear that. Don't, don't you back away because you're victorious. Live in victory. It's a done deal. It is forever completed. Here's the last. Pray with authority. Matthew 16. Turn to that. Matthew 16. We're going to begin with verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and other Others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? In your life, who do you say the Christ is? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, your experience, what you see, has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. This is a heavenly thinking. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, the rock is not Peter. The rock is Peter's confession of who Jesus is. Who do you say Jesus is in your life? Who do you say Jesus is in your marriage? Who do you say Jesus is in your career? Who do you say Jesus is in your ministry? Who do you say Jesus is? He gives you the direction, but you determine by your belief and confession of who Jesus is in your situation. Right now, many of you are in intercession seasons. Authority manifests itself when Christ is revealed to you. Remember that in this series? The whole book of John is revealing Christ. That's a kingdom reality. Every situation you will ever face in your life you always need to go back to who Jesus is. Not the problem and then measure the problem with what Jesus has done. Because he's already finished it and completed the work. In everything, go after the Christ and freedom will ring in your life. And you know what will happen then? I'm inviting you to this party. A heavenly manifestation will happen 
in your area of influence. Did you notice the word I use, manifestation? A heavenly manifestation, not what you see, a heavenly manifestation will happen in your area of influence. What are you interceding about? Yeah. To those that are watching online, I am so glad that you're with us. A sense of my spirit, some of you are brand new. It's the first time you've listened to us. And you were astounded with the worship that took place. We honor God here at Valley Community. You've heard the word of God. You're going through struggles in your life. You've made wrong decisions. Today is the first day of the rest of your life and you can know Christ. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And by doing that, kingdom realities will begin to happen. How? Go online, listen to the messages that we have given in this series and you will learn who Christ is because he's revealed himself. And by doing that, you'll learn who you are. What you've been is not really who you are. What you're going to be is what Christ made you. We love you. God bless you. Church family, can we all stand?